0: There are so many different ideas about good health how do you separate the myths from the facts welcome to healthy view radio with your trio of co-hosts andrea beeman lisa lutan and michelle fenning today you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk here is lisa andrea and michelle
1: hello all of you fabulous people who we love to hang out with every Thursday at noon. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Healthy View Radio with me, Andrea Beeman, and my two awesome co-hosts, Lisa Lutan and Michelle Fenninghaas. Today, we're going to be talking about healthy cooking hacks. And for those of you that grew up in the 1970s like me, you may be thinking, I thought a hack was an unlicensed cab driver." What is, (laughs) when I said it to my husband, I I said him the other day, I go, you know, what's this whole business about this hack thing? And he goes, oh yeah, it's it's a shortcut. It's a, you know, it's a quick solution. I'm like, no, it's, it's an unlicensed cab driver. That's, that's what a hack is. Um, So as you can see, the terminology has changed. Uh, So today we're going to be giving you shortcuts in the kitchen to make healthy cooking both delicious and doable, because a lot of people are like, I'm not getting in the kitchen. You got got to be kidding me. Spend five hours, four hours, 20 minutes they don't want to spend in the kitchen. So we're going to give you guys hacks <laughs> about the kitchen. But before we start hacking away, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Four Sigmatic, especially their sleep formula, for those of you that are on Facebook, and you can see this little sleep formula, I gave it to my husband three nights in a row, and three nights in a row, he slept better. So this sleep blend contains reishi, which is an adaptogenic herb, ashwagandha for stress reduction, magnesium, muscle relaxation, tryptophan for sleep quality, and theanine for calming, and it worked for him. Uh, So if you would like to get a good night's sleep, then uh, go to Forsigmatic.com forward slash HVR to save 15% and get your better sleep brew today, little sugars. Okay, (laughs) it's time to start hacking. So, ladies, we all know that food can be used as medicine. And one of our guests that's coming up in our second segment today, Christina Perello, has certainly used food as medicine to heal terminal cancer. But who has time to get into the kitchen and cook? delicious, delicious, balanced, healing meals. So I would like you to share your expertise with our hungry audience. One hack that you do to make your time in the kitchen a little bit easier. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay, well, I'm going to go first because Michelle is an amazing cook and I'm not. So I'm just going to put it out there for all of you who are intimidated by this conversation. Um, For me, the biggest thing is just prep. And I wash and prep a ton of veggies and put them into my little glass Tupperwares in the fridge. And then if I want a salad, I go boom, boom, boom. Or if I want a stir fry, boom, 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 or a smoothie, boom, boom, boom. It's all ready to go. So when I go to make something, I don't have to think about it. I have everything ready right there.
1: And I like the sound effects that, that go with those meals. Boom, boom, boom. You open up the little container, boom, boom, boom. There's a stir fry. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. It's just easy. It has to be
2: easy. It has to be quick, no fuss. And it works. It works for me really well.
1: Very nice. Michelle, what do you got, Sugar?
3: All right. Well, I'm gonna tack on to yours, Lisa, because for prepping, I find dark leafy green vegetables are really intimidating for folks because you, you <laughs> have to like individually wash and dry every darn leaf that comes in that head of kale and then chop each one. Here's what I do. I take the whole thing or run it under the water all together, then I put the whole bunch of kale on the cutting board, or it could be bok choy, or it could be dandelion greens, whatever it is, on the cutting board at once. Take my big old kitchen knife and wham, 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 wham. I just go cut through the whole head at the same time. It's done in about 30 seconds. You use what you're going to use. You put the rest in a Tupperware or whatever and throw it in the fridge. That way it's all chopped up and ready to go for you to boom, boom, boom later in the <laughs> I like this. You're wham wham whamming. She's boom boom booming.
2: What are this, you doing? Well,
1: <laughs> I'm doing the cha cha in the kitchen. While you guys are whamming and booming. <laughs> oh, he's got maracas. Yeah, that's good. That's our our sound engineer. Uh, he probably never ever gets into the kitchen for real. Like opens a Twinkie bag or something like that. We we know what you eat, A Rod. <laughs>
3: So, That's all right. We yeah. got more ideas to get A-Rod cooking as well as everybody else listening today. So here's my, my very, very, very most favorite kitchen hack. It's something I just started doing maybe a year ago and I do it almost every single week because when you want something to boom, boom, boom out of the fridge, right? You have to cook that something or it has to be something that you buy already cooked. So you have some people will go to the supermarket and buy one of those rotisserie chickens Mm. and bring it home. And, And that's good because you know, you can feed yourself some real food real fast. You can save the, you know, the little bits and pieces. You can pick off the bones to make chicken salad. You can take the bones, you can make some stock. That's fine. But I find it less expensive even easier, and I can get a better quality chicken into my diet if I buy a bird. And then you take the chicken naked, a naked chicken, Ooh. throw it in your crock pot. Food
1: porn for real.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is sexy. You throw <laughs> it in the crock pot, nothing else. I am telling you a naked chicken in the crockpot. turn it on low, eight hours, overnight, whatever you end up with really, really juicy meat that just falls off the bone. So you don't have to be carving into the chicken or anything like that. And you can use it for whatever you need. I make like three dinners out of the meat, you know, make chicken burritos, make chicken this, that, and the other thing. And then you just put the bones right back into the slow cooker. You don't even have to wash it in between, add the water, add an onion, and make broth.
2: Wait, wait, <laughs> back up, back up. You <laughs> wash the chicken or you just throw it right in there?
3: I throw it right in there. The only thing I do is remove the bag of giblets. You know, if you buy from the supermarket, you buy from somewhere that they're putting the giblets on the inside, take that out. You don't want to slow cook the plastic or the paper or (laughs) whatever's holding those together. Take that out, set it on the side. You can use that with your broth later, you know, put it in the refrigerator and then just the chicken all by itself. If you want to be fancy, you can put other things in there, salt, pepper, seasonings, onion, but I usually don't. I just throw the chicken in. It takes 30 seconds. And then the next morning or at the end of the day, Boom, chickens waiting.
1: So you're one of the lucky folks that actually still gets giblets and everything and livers inside your chicken because they started removing those because they found they could make more money with them externally, right? So you're getting a, a chicken that comes with the whole, the whole kitten caboodle.
3: It depends where I buy it. Uh-uh. Actually, if I buy my, my best chickens that come from a biodynamic farm in Pennsylvania. Those don't come with the giblets. They do sell off <laughs> organs separately. But if, if if they're in there, you gotta remember to pop them out before you melt the, you know, melt the bag inside your slow cooker. But I gotta tell you that that is such a great kitchen hack right there because you got your meat ready for whatever meal you need it for. And it is literally no work at all, and you save money.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend that people do get a slow cooker especially in the wintertime there you just throw everything in the pot and go but I want to get back to greens because you talked about the wham 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 and the green you know, the washing every single thing um, when I was first studying macrobiotics you know every one leaf had to be cleaned at a time and you had to rub it in the right direction and you know, <laughs> right all this craziness and um, and that was just too uh it was too rigid so when there's rigidity like that there's this Stress that comes with the food, and you don't want that in your food. So, like when I make my greens, I do exactly what you do, and I love greens. I love them, but I, I'll wash the whole thing and I don't scrub them to death because I want the bacteria that's actually on the greens. I want that bacteria in my body. Um, I don't want it to be completely gone. Like we are over cleansed and over scrubbed <laughs> in our society, and it's one of the reasons why our autoimmune conditions are all the way flaring all over the place. So, you want to have some of that dirt so to speak. And um, one of the things that they do in restaurants to make food vegetables specifically taste delicious is they will blanch the vegetables in hot salted water and then they'll put them in an ice bath. So I don't do that. And I don't expect any home chef to do that. But what I do when I'm making my greens to make them delicious is I get a, a pan, a frying pan. I put in maybe like a quarter, like a quarter inch of water in the bottom little bit of salt, throw my greens in, let them cook with the cover on so that they steam for like three minutes and get until the water is gone. And then in the same pan so that I don't have to do two things and have an ice bath and do all that crap. I put the olive oil and a little bit of salt right on that. I toss it. Boom. It's done. Yum! Oh, it's totally delicious. <laughs>
3: Anything that's for fewer good. dishes, right? Totally, because who oh. wants
1: a sink that's 18 feet high, piled up with all this stuff? You know, use the same pots. Don't uh, take it from here and put it in there and then go over that way. It'll drive you insane.
2: I love what you just said, how you steam it in the water and then you add the olive oil because yeah. there's confusion about cooking in olive oil use it rather than using it after the fact. And I think that's such a great way to cook.
1: Yeah. And if you take your greens and you put them in a hot pan with olive oil, guess what? They're going to tighten. Right, so you're going to get, um, have you ever had those greens where you just chew on them for an hour and they're still not, <laughs> not breaking down? So you want the water to actually soften that cellulose fiber and open it up, and then you put your olive oil on there. You know, instead of like trying to saute a collard green, you know, or saute some kale in the olive oil itself, it's going to tighten up. It's going to get not good on the palate. And you're going to be like, ah, healthy food stinks. This is awful, right? Yeah. And we want people to like food. Yeah, those olive oils taste so good, like the really good ones. That Oh, you- my God. They taste like grass. Grass? I don't know.
2: Yes. <laughs> Is that your idea of a good taste, Andrew? <laughs> yes.
1: They have this earthy, grassy flavor, like a really good olive oil. I'm telling you, it tastes like grass. I don't know why. I think they taste like olives.
2: They taste different. I joined an olive oil of the month club, and I literally, like – I'm obsessed now with like, which olive oil is the right olive oil. And of course I forget. Cause I throw away the bottle when I'm done, but like a good olive oil is so good. And I don't know if it smells like grass or olives, but it's, it's very, <laughs> yeah, very rich smelling
1: really. And delicious. fragrant, right? It's, it's just yeah. wonderful. So what's another hack that you guys do? Like you do the, the crock pot, you do the whacking and the whamming and the zooming and the zinging. Uh, go ahead. Uh,
3: I don't peel sound. anything. And I <laughs> learned about this concept of not having to peel things like carrots uh, when I was learning about macrobiotics because mm-hmm. you, you want to eat the whole food. You want to eat the whole food with all of its edible parts. Now, you can't really eat a banana peel, although you can make tea out of it, <laughs> as we discussed a couple episodes ago. But, you know, certain peels you do have to cut away or peel away. But the skin of a carrot, you know how much time you save? There's no reason to peel that off and it's good for you to keep it on. Now it doesn't look quite as picture perfect, but who cares? We're not shooting pictures for a magazine over here. We're having dinner. So um, the same thing applies to things like butternut squash. Everybody is amazed that you don't actually have to peel winter squash like a pumpkin or acorn squash. If you cook it long enough, it's going to soften. You can bite right through the skin like you would bite through the skin of an apple. Do you guys do that?
1: Oh, totally. I leave the skins on everything. I, you know, the only reason why I would take a skin off is for aesthetic purposes. You know, and they'll do that in like the cooking schools and the French Culinary Institute. You know, everything gets peeled so that it looks pretty. And I understand that aesthetically, you want the food to look appealing. But just because it has appeal, from appeal, a, a-, a- p e. P-E-A-L can still be a -A (laughs) P-E-A-L-ing, right? So like for me, I like the peels. I like the skin. And again, on that skin is specific bacteria that has, you know, this is in the earth, right? It's attached to the earth. And what do people are going out and they're buying soil bacteria for their gut and all this other, hello, it's on the food that's coming in from the farm or wherever it's coming from
2: remember one of our guests I think it was uh Dr. Ken Brown who talked about the the vitamins and minerals and the peels and that how that was going to be the next big thing that we're going to be seeking are all those vitamins so this is this is great info everybody start eating
3: your peels oh my gosh then you'll go to Whole Foods and you'll find like a a pre-done bag of just the peels from the (laughs) and it'll cost like $8.99 a pound
2: that's we right. We are selling those along with our banana tea, you know, that we were yes.
1: selling. I'm surprised I haven't seen that on the shelf yet. It's right. it's coming, though. Within the next few weeks, I'm sure that banana tea is coming.
3: And <laughs> yes, so a lot meals of, as well. <laughs> a lot of the things, I think this is just um, home cooking, you know, has the has evolved to the point that we're getting all of our food pre-chopped and delivered, you know, if we're cooking at all. But, you know, back in the day when food wasn't as plentiful, it's important to make really good use of all the parts, right? So you're going to eat the peels. If you're not eating them, maybe you're peeling them off, but you're going to save them. You're going to make broth with those peels. You know, if you're uh, cutting off the top of your celery or the heart of the celery, save that. Again, you can make broth with that. Um, you can flavor things with the peels, So that, you, know, you can really make better use of all of the ingredients.
2: And that goes for the stems too. Like I used to take the kale leaves off and throw away the stems. And then I was like, what am I doing? So now I chop them up and put them in a little jar and I throw them into soups or stews or anything else, or even scrambled eggs, just to get a little bit more in there.
1: Uh. Yeah. And I also save all my peels and little bits and ends. And I put them into a freezer bag and I put them right in the freezer. And then when I'm ready to make stock, I don't have to chop anything. I just take my bones that are also in the freezer. I take the bones, I take the, the peels and all that stuff. And I throw that in as well. Um, and it's, it's like so quick. You know, people are like, oh, it takes so much time. I'm like, no, you open up a little baggie that's in the freezer. put You put it, you put it <laughs> into the crock pot and you're done.
3: That's all it takes.
1: Yeah. So we got lots of hacks. You know, we got lots of things that we can do. And today we have with us one of my most favorite people on the planet. Now, there's a lot of people on the planet, right? What do we got? How many billions? Mm. Uh, Anybody know? You got a, a roundabout? Lot. Yeah, okay, so she's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot, right? Her name is Christina Parello, and she is the host of the internationally respected TV show, Christina Cooks. She is one of America's preeminent authorities on a healthier lifestyle, utilizing natural and whole foods. And when she was 26 years old, 26 she was diagnosed with terminal leukemia. By the time her illness was identified, the cancer had advanced to an acute stage. Her doctors gave her a little chance of recovery. She was told she had only months to live and to prepare herself for the inevitable death that was surely coming. And thankfully, she met a man named Robert Perello, who changed her life. Robert helped Christina change her lifestyle and diet based on whole and unprocessed foods, and that literally saved her life. Christina overcame the odds, and today, almost 30 years later, 30 years after her illness, she is a glowing example and inspiration about the power of food and its impact on our health and well-being. And I had the pleasure of meeting Christina about 22 years ago when I was first starting my own healing journey. And at that time, I was eating a strict macrobiotic diet. It was all rice and grains and beans and hiziki seaweed. And it was pretty bland and very brown. (laughs) Uh, But one year, I attended a macrobiotic summer conference, and there was this vivacious, bubbly, redheaded cooking teacher. And she was using garlic and olive oil. And she deep fried tempeh and tofu. And she used peppers and tomatoes. And all of a sudden, my taste buds woke up and I said, oh my God, there is flavor here. And the clouds parted and the angels began singing, hallelujah. (laughs) And my plate lit up with sunshine and it was delicious and vibrant, just like her. And her cooking transformed my understanding of using food as medicine. So we're going to have to take a short break, but when we come back, you're going to meet Christina and you're going to fall in love with her. And before we go to break, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Giovanni Cosmetics for their awesome, eco-chic products, just like it's good to be conscious about what you put into your body. The same thing applies to your beautiful head of hair. Use the best products. And you can find Giovanni Cosmetics at Sprouts, Kroger, or Whole Foods. Go to GiovanniCosmetics.com forward slash HBR to grab your $2 coupon. And we will be right back after these messages with Christina Piroz.
0: us on twitter at voice america get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist join the club expert health coaches andrea beeman michelle Fennighaus, and lisa lutan are more than just voices on the radio they're here to help you make real change in real life join their facebook community healthyviewradio.com to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at healthyviewradio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast.
4: Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
0: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
4: Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time.
0: You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutian and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to Healthy View Radio. I am Lisa Lutian and I'm here with my co-hosts today, Michelle Fennecass and Andrea Beeman. If you can't, if you want to hear me better, can you hear me better now? Those of you on Facebook, I might look a little silly, but I'm going to hold this mic super close. <laughs> anyway, I would like to thank our sponsor today, Vapor Organic Beauty. And look real close at my skin because I am wearing their primer... And their foundation. And those of you who know me, I am super, super picky about what I put on my face. Like really, really, really picky. And this is feeling really good. And I think it's looking pretty good. What do you think, guys? <laughs> Gorgeous.
3: Wait, come closer. I want to look yeah. up your nostril. <laughs> there you go. What do you
2: think? I mean, not too bad, right?
3: I not too bad.
2: I'm feeling pretty, pretty amazing in it. So this is it right here. It There's these handy sticks. For those of you who can save, highly recommend it. Okay, if you would like to try out Vapor Beauty's products, go to VaporBeauty.com, and they spell it V-A-P-O-U-R. That's VaporBeauty.com, and if you use the code H-V-R for Healthy View Radio, you will save 20%. Get there right now. No, after the show. After the show. <laughs> I am so excited to uh, introduce our guest, Christina Perello, who Andrea said is one of her favorite people on the whole planet. So expectations are super high.
1: Yeah, but not only this planet, I think on other planets too, are
2: <laughs> <And, laughs> no uh, here. And
1: No so pressure
2: here. Time out, you guys. Come on. For those of you just joining, Christina is one of America's preeminent authorities on a healthier lifestyle, utilizing natural and whole foods. And she's a host of the internationally respected TV show, Christina Cooks. Christina, welcome to our show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. We are so happy that you're here, and we'd like to start every guest with a few personal questions to get to know you better. So, Christina, what did you have for breakfast today?
5: This morning, I had uh, millet porridge with little pearl onions and little pieces of uh, winter squash and tofu and some steamed uh, baby bok choy and kale
1: Yum,
2: and
5: pickled fennel. I
1: breakfast. And pickled fennel.
3: Wow.
5: Very nice. See,
3: this is like the first time someone sa- tells us that they didn't have a smoothie for breakfast. <laughs>
5: happy about you it. know what? If I never even heard the word smoothie again, I would probably dance in the streets with joy. <laughs> I hear you. Yes. Christina I think, you know, was- the way I see it is we finally get people eating kale and now they puree it into baby food. Do you know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, you break. But anyway, whatever gets you through the morning.
2: What is the one thing you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life?
5: Uh, the one thing I do every morning and also every night is I practice Qigong, and, um, which balances the body's energy, and it changes the way I see what, I, what I'm facing in the day, the way I manage the day, um, and I cook every day, every day.
2: And what is your guilty pleasure?
5: Dark chocolate. What percentage? <laughs> Um, eighty. I don't like it much higher than eighty because then it's just too bitter, but and sort of not worth it. But um, yeah, eighty percent. I like it to taste like chocolate, cocoa. But you know,
2: I actually found a really good ninety percent one. If anybody wants to know, I'll tell you that I do. <laughs>
5: okay. Yeah. Well, the Lint 90%. You don't get to say I found a really good one and then go, but, my, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> I don't want to steal your number. But the Lint 90%. I, and
2: I'm constantly, I've tried every single one out there, 88 and higher, up to 100. And that one, it almost tastes a little too good, I have to admit.
5: Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah really Well, good. yeah, the only thing that would stop me from buying it is my chocolate has to be fair trade, too. So I have, mm-hmm. to, I have to check okay. their chocolate practices before I, I'm really, I, I have to tell you, I'm really tough. <laughs> I'm really I tough to I want to hear all about it. i am yeah.
2: I'm
5: just, I'm just so had it with what we do to food that like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting tougher and tougher to please. So anyway.
1: No, that's good. That's good. That's an inspiration because we need to be, <sighs> I think we need to be a little tougher.
5: I think we have to be a little tougher. I think we have to stop literally swallowing what they feed us and, and demanding better. And if we don't demand better, they'll just keep doing it. That is so
2: true. So Christina, what is your favorite quick, healthy meal?
5: Um, well, we're Italian. So I I really have to say that my favorite healthy meal would involve pasta on some level. (laughs) You know, my, my, my favorite dinner to cook is lentil soup, pasta with tomato sauce and a lovely salad with homemade bread. I mean, that like, that's, if I'm, you know, on death row and they're asking what my final meal is, that's going to be it. I'm obsessed with lentils. Um, I love pasta. It's in my DNA, you know, and we balance it with salad. So that's it pretty much.
2: And what kind of pasta do you use when you make pasta? Uh,
5: uh, um, I make it.
2: Ah. Oh, yeah, she's, she's good. She's, a, she's
5: a pro. <laughs> no, it's a durum whole wheat. Um, with a tiny bit of semolina in it, or I buy um, an Italian imported, you know, whole durum wheat. Or we use farro pasta, which we really, really like because it's whole grain, but it's lighter, even though the color is darker. Um, A lot of the whole wheat pastas are just so heavy that most people have a hard time with them, including me. But farro pasta is lovely. Sometimes we go with gluten-free pastas, but not very often because, I don't know, we're Italian, and it's like pasta is pasta. (laughs) So, you know, we only eat it once a week and that's our big sort of, that's my big indulgence. I must say even more than chocolate is eating pasta once a week. So, um, you know, yeah.
2: I did read about you that you came from this big Italian family who cooked all the time. And did you ever imagine, (laughs) did you ever imagine when you were growing up that you would have your own cooking show?
5: No, because I was the world's fussiest eater and, um, You know, the joke in our family, it's a terribly morbid joke, but the joke in our family is that my mother died young to get away from me because I was such a drag to cook for, and I wouldn't eat anything if it touched. You couldn't put gravy on anything. I would eat, my pasta had to be in a bowl separate, and I would dip each little pasta piece into the tomato gravy that she made. Oh, for Christ's I (laughs) didn't play until I was 16 years old. Um, I wouldn't eat meat. I wouldn't eat cheese. I wouldn't eat, you know, like I, I would eat cauliflower. Like that was my big thing. I would eat cauliflower and anything sweet. So, um, yeah, I, I, I grew up cooking all this food, but I would never eat it. And it's funny because my mother was exactly the same. My mother would cook all this lovely fresh food from the garden and then sit at the head of the table with coffee, a cigarette, and whatever chocolate was in the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we had to eat it, but, you know, she was, we had eat Brussels sprouts, but she was, you know, at the head of the table with coffee and a cigarette. So, you know.
2: That's hysterical. <laughs> so what changed your, your taste buds over time?
5: Um, actually, I have to be honest and say my taste buds didn't change until I was 26 and diagnosed with cancer. When I became a vegetarian at 14, I um, was a junk food vegetarian. You know, Oreos are vegan like, that was great. It was the greatest news I ever heard. And then, um, you know, I kind of left home and ate that typical college student single woman diet of salad and ice cream and coffee. And <laughs> I then, just had the um, ice cream
2: without the salad.
5: Yeah, you know, come on. And I left home. I remember, like yesterday, turning to my mother and saying, listen, you want to be chained to the stove for the rest of your life? I'm out. But meanwhile, I was wow. like a pastry chef, so like, I don't know how I thought I was out of the kitchen, but anyway. So, And I was working as a pastry chef, so I was around sweets all the time, and it wasn't until um, I was diagnosed and met Robert that he said, do you really understand anything about nutrition at all? And I thought, that would probably be no. So I started studying, got my master's in nutrition, like did all the stuff that we have to do, and um, it wasn't until I gave up sugar-cold turkey at 26 that I decided that food had a taste other than... You know, cardboard. I thought all vegetables tasted like cardboard. I thought nothing had flavor, but it's because I was so sugared out. Like, I ate sugar every hour of every day unless I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's when I really discovered that food was amazing. Not only, and I have to say, I kind of came in backwards, right? So, food was always amazing because of its therapeutic healing properties. Then I discovered it was also delicious. So, that it, I'm a late bloomer,
2: it's I don't think so. I don't think that's at all. Um, I so, think that's you know, really- kind
5: of, and then I started traveling to Europe and discovering that they have a totally different view of food than we do, and, and, and then it just kind of, everything snowballed from there, to be honest. So,
2: I think that's really an important point, because I see that all the time when people do get sugar out of their system, all of a sudden vegetables taste really different to them. So, all of you yes. listeners out there, huge important fact... Um, Christina, when you gave up the sugar though, did you ever go back? Did you slip or that was just it? You were done.
5: Well, for the first month that I gave it up, cause I had to give it up cold Turkey. I mean, you have to remember that they gave me six months. So I kind of didn't have time to mess around with a gradual transition because I was gradually transitioning out of here. So I gave it up cold Turkey. And for the first month, uh, Andrea will laugh because she knows me well enough to know that I, I mean exactly what I'm about to say, which is I wanted to smack the crap out of everybody <laughs> I saw eating something sweet because I wasn't, and I was in such withdrawal, and I was so cranky and ticked off that I couldn't have anything sweet. That, uh, but after that month, after that month was over, and it was almost like a magical switch went off, about a month later, I thought, my God, I was completely enslaved to an ingredient. I must be out of my mind. And for the longest time, I was, you know, nothing at all. No fruit juice, like nothing that had added sugar, nothing, nothing. And then I actually went 10 years without chocolate. Wow. And then, um, I know that's like a life sentence. And then my <laughs> um, best friend in the world made chocolate chip cookies using brown rice syrup and, you know, dark on sweetened chocolate. And she said to me, um, have a cookie. And I, you know, you know, when people have like, uh, reformed their ways and they're tiny bit self-righteous, I said, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't eat chocolate. And she said, yeah, you're a pain in my butt. Have a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) She was right. And then I discovered that, um, you know, you could have little tastes of things or, or, you know, you live by the European three bite rule And you don't suddenly go back into that enslavement, and you're not suddenly involved in insulin triggers. And, you know, over the years, I've done a lot of sort of reflection on how can Italian women and men walk around Italy, because I spend a lot of time there, and eat pastry every day. Diabetes isn't really high, they're not fat, and you're like, what is up with this? And then it took some research, but they live by what I now call the three-bite rule which is your brain doesn't taste sweet after three bites. So every dessert in Europe is teeny tiny. It's three bites. Mm. They enjoy it. With a sip of tea or coffee, they're on their way. They don't think about it because they don't eat so much sugar that it makes them go from the sugar to the baked potato, to the macaroni and cheese, to the cookie, to the chips. And it's a really interesting phenomenon that I've seen now for years and live by. So even if I'm not eating my own desserts and I'm out and friends order something that looks amazing, I'm good after a bite or two.
2: That's amazing. I that think a of people would love to hear that. Um, and then I think for many of us, stopping at three bites is super hard, especially like oh. I, I'm
5: watching one of your videos. <laughs> it's probably easier to give up crack than sugar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. I can't, I can't say one not horrible thing about it. It was horrible. I wouldn't do it again. Like, I wouldn't get addicted to sugar again because I wouldn't want to go through that again. But everybody should do it. That sounds terrible. I don't want to scare anybody off. Everybody should give it up. Just give it up for a month and see where you're at. It's not the end of your life. It's only a month. It's a really long month. But um, (laughs) you're so different afterwards. I can't stress enough how different you are afterwards.
3: Hey, Christina, I, um, I I heard you talk about the pasta, and I think a lot of people are probably like, oh, she eats pasta every week, and she calls herself a healthy eater, so that's probably pretty I sh- know, she eats carbs, evil carbs. <laughs> no, but I wanted to ask you about dairy, because about 11 or 12 years ago, I was real sick with sinus infections. I had yeah. never had a healthy meal in my life, I don't think. I, I've turned on the TV in a feverish state, and I saw your show, and you talked about how dairy can create mucus in the body. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going through about a tissue box every hour. I better listen to this. And it really was my first step towards changing my diet. I got to tell you. So thank you. And do you eat dairy? (laughs) Wow. So what do I think about, you want to know what I think about dairy?
4: Um,
5: I think next to chemicals, I think next to chemicals, it's the most uh, unnatural food for a human to consume unless you're nursing from your mother. Right, every species that makes milk, which we then turn into a variety of dairy products, every species that makes milk makes milk for that baby to grow a baby cow, a baby goat, a baby sheep, a baby rabbit. You don't see rabbits walking down the street with their babies going, Hey, that woman over there's nursing, go go grab a sip while you're at it. It's like Christina, I'm
2: so sorry to interrupt you, but we're coming up to the break and I want to listeners to know how they can learn more about you.
5: Oh, they could just go to the website christinacooks.com. Great, awesome.
1: Well, well, I'll also follow you on Facebook because come on, girl, you put up some biscotti that you know oh, my yeah. mouth waters
5: Facebook, every time I see Twitter, it. Twitter, Instagram, it's all Christina <laughs> Cooks. You can find everything about me on Christina Cooks, Pinterest, all of it. Yeah, and,
2: and YouTube. I was watching some of your videos on YouTube
5: too. Yeah, we're we're finally um, we're finally putting some effort into the YouTube channel. <laughs>
2: Well, it was awesome. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us
5: today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Lovely to talk to you guys.
2: Thanks, Christina. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 So after the break, we are going to be speaking with Ken Israel from Zollers. You know, the ones we've been raving about every week with their supplements. We'll be back shortly. Take care.
0: you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community healthyviewradio.com to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at healthyviewradio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive positive
4: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio.
3: Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. I am Michelle House, and I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. And in today's show, we've been talking about our favorite ways to be efficient in the kitchen and have some fun with healthy cooking. Now, of course, even when you're eating healthy, it is entirely possible that you could be low in key uh, key nutrients. So for example, if you have uh, plants... Grown in nutrient poor soil, getting sprayed with chemicals, and they're just barely uh, growing anything green in the first place. That's going to be a less nutritious food for you to be eating. Or maybe you eat really dense food, but if your body isn't able to properly digest it and absorb those nutrients, you know, it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. So there could be a problem with um, the nutrients that you're taking in that way too. So I would like to introduce you all to Ken Israel, the brain behind Zoller's Vitamins. We're going to learn a thing or two today, you guys. I can feel it because let me read this bio to you. Ken Israel is known for his encyclopedic ingredients, industry knowledge, and uncompromised integrity as the leading nutritional formulator for Zollers and the brain behind each product. Ken has introduced dozens of new products into the natural products market, including new ingredients for the U.S., new technologies, and new delivery concepts, and has successfully led numerous companies from start to growth with his incredible knowledge in the nutritional field and beyond. So, Ken, welcome to the show.
6: Thank you. It's really good to be here today.
3: We're so glad to have you. And I'm sure many of our listeners are unsure right off the bat about whether or not they need to take supplements. So uh, even if they do, what kind, how much? What are your recommendations for figuring all that
6: out? I I was listening to your segment before this, and um, I've always been passionate about food as well. And one of my favorite food authors is Michael Pollan. and. His idea is around food, when he was asked to sum it up, is eat not too much, mostly plants. And I think the same idea really should hold true with our supplements. Um, do we need supplements? Absolutely. Do we need megadoses of everything every day? Probably not a conservative approach, but one that supports a solid nutritional foundation that makes up for the weaknesses in our diets or addresses our biochemical individuality is really important. And I don't think any of us these days get enough plant-based bioactives in our diet. Um, and this is an area that we at Zoller are really passionate about.
3: Mm, so how, how might someone know that they are, you know they, they're thinking, oh, I eat some vegetables every day. I'm probably good. Like, what, what do you think is an indicator that they may well, not be good?
6: Excellent question. Um, The USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, which is a fairly conservative organization, um, feels that five plus five is the baseline, the absolute minimum, which means a minimum of five servings of fresh fruits and a minimum of five servings of fresh vegetables. And unfortunately, most of us don't get there. Um, We also need to be eating Whole grains and other um, plant-based foods, you want plant-based proteins like beans. Again, most of us don't accomplish this minimal level of nutrition, so absolutely making up for those balance, for those missing elements. And they could be things as simple as activated forms of folic acid and vitamins. Um, most people are deficient or depleted with magnesium, vitamin D. Depletion and deficiency is more common than it isn't. Most people don't have enough. So there's lots of ground rules. Um, If one's really wants to find out, um, speaking to a naturopathic physician, um, doing some metabolic testing and even looking at your DNA and finding out how you metabolize um, are great guideposts to what do you need.
3: Okay. That's a good point. We can always go get blood work done. You can also look at your fingernails for little white spots that would indicate a zinc deficiency. You know, there's little, uh, I'm sure I sure. could tell you just by looking at your face, all kinds of vitamins you're deficient in. But, uh, we'll I that. can't believe
1: human beings are alive. I got to
6: tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but we are robust creatures. There's, there's yes. no question about that, but, but just being here versus achieving one's optimal state of vitality are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not the kind of person that settles, I don't think any of us are, and making sure we have the bare minimum, the RDA, if you will, versus enough to really get the most out of life and to contribute to one's families, to your communities, there's a big difference there, and I don't see how that can be done without supplemental nutrition these days.
1: Hey, Ken, I have a question for you. I recommend that my clients um, rotate on and off supplements. like Because the majority of them will just take supplements all year round for five years or ten years. And I tell them, listen, take it for three months and give your body a a month break. And then take it for three months and give your body another month break. Like to help use up any excess that may be. What do you think about that?
6: You know, the... I I agree with you if a person's using really high doses of individual nutrients. I think that's probably a good idea. That said, there are some bioactive, some nutrients that people need pretty much all the time and that don't have a long period of resonance in the body. So the components of a well-thought-out multivitamin, incredibly important. Omega-3 fatty acids, what one would get from fresh fish or a dietary supplement, those are really important as well. And some minerals, like magnesium, um, very tough to maintain um, optimal levels in the body. So yes to what you're saying, there are times where you want to rotate off. And you know, maybe during the summertime when you're getting lots of fresh fruits and fresh fresh veg, you know, you don't need those folic acid supplements quite as much unless you're expecting. Um, But, uh, you know, there's a certain wisdom to what you're saying. Yes.
3: So what makes Zoller's products different than any of the other uh, brands out
6: there? Well, there's a whole bunch of factors. Um, First of all, we apply with rules that go above and beyond the basic FDA um, requirements. We are a OU kosher company. So there's direct rabbinic supervision And frankly, most of the companies that are willing to allow a rabbi into their facility are companies that really have their act together With in terms of manufacturing. There's plenty of facilities that are kind of like black boxes, and you put your money in and you get your vitamins out the back door, and those are the ones we stay away from. And there's those that welcome us with an open door and allow us and our rabbis into the facility to oversee and supervise every aspect of the production process. Um, The team at Zoller is also committed to quality and our ingredient selections, the actual forms of the nutrients that we use typically are different and I'm going to say better than what one finds in some of the more mainstream products. Some of the big mainstream brands are very well made. They're beautifully executed that you're getting exactly what you're paying for. But what you're paying for is really not a lot with some of these mainstream products. At Solar, we're allowed to really look at how the body works, address that functionality, and formulate against the body's functionality to make sure that the product supports optimal function. And then we also um, use forms of nutrients that really make a difference. Um, our prenatal is a great example. We're using metabolically active forms of B vitamins, not the easy, less expensive to make forms. So the result is your body doesn't have to work as hard to use the nutrients.
3: We're getting a question over here on Facebook that I'm going to pass to you again. Um, Sharon's asking, do you have any thoughts on the spore probiotics that are starting to crop up in the market?
6: Um, You know, we're... We're very much involved in the probiotic space and we're constantly looking at this category. Um, Frankly, there's more research being published here than the rest of nutrition all combined. And the future is going to probably be a space where probiotics are highly specialized ingredients that address specific systems in the body for specific outcomes. The flora that exists in one's stomach for digestion are very different than the ones that support immune function, that are different than the ones that, say, support a healthy mouth or sinuses or cognitive function. There's so many different applications. So, yes, we're looking at a lot of these categories. We've included some of the more advanced spore form um, probiotics because of their resistance to heat and moisture, their stability. And their proven ability to provide benefits for digestive wellness, and immune function, and blood lipid wellness. So there's um, the spore-form probiotics are absolutely coming on strong. They're very, very interesting. There's a couple strains that we're working with, and a couple that we're considering working with.
3: Very interesting, and. I'm also curious to ask you about fish oil. First of all, does it live up to the Mm -hmm. hype? I know there's some controversy about that. And I'm also always worried about the idea of the fish oil being contaminated with mercury and such.
6: Well, these are great questions. Um, Does fish oil live up to the hype? You know, over over 6,000 published clinical trial reports and peer-reviewed papers is not hype. It's accepted science. It's fact. Um, You know, arguing against flat earth is arguing that, uh, or arguing for flat earth would be arguing against the nutritional necessity of EPA and DHA from fish or plant sources. I'm going to include those because it's something we're looking at as we move forward. Um, As far as toxins in the fish oil, um, I think this was an issue decades back. Um, If one looks at the reviews, um, third-party reviews, Of the broad swath of fish oil products and our products specifically, you'll find that we comply with the most rigorous standards on the planet for low levels or no levels of heavy metals like mercury, lead, cadmium, and arsenic, pesticide residues, oxidized fats, anisidine, lipid peroxides, what have you. So we maintain a very, very rigorous quality regimen for these products. We're extraordinarily selective about which vendors we work with. We have the advantage of kosher production and um, also concentration with our oils. The lipids that we sell tend to be more concentrated than some of the mass market options. So you can get away with taking less pills and you get more benefits.
3: Terrific. And where can our listeners go to find Zoller's products online?
6: Well, you know, I, I, I personally um, shop for them on Swanson's and iHerb. Um, if you have an Aiken's or a Chamberlain's nearby, um, those are great outlets for them. And then also some of the fine uh, markets in Brooklyn and surrounding communities, um, they, they do a beautiful job supporting us.
3: Okay. Thank you so much for being with us today, Ken, and answering some of those tough questions. We appreciate it.
6: Absolutely. A pleasure. Thank you for having me today.
3: Take care. So you guys, I want to hear from you, Lisa and Andrea, what your big takeaway has been from this episode. What do you want listeners to remember? Well, like um, I'm
1: looking at the Facebook feed and Clara wrote in, she wrote great testimony and how eating habits can be life-changing. So Christina is a testament to that, right? Um, All of us here have altered our diet in some way to transform our health. So I think that, you know, like healthy cooking hacks, great, get whatever you need to get to get into the kitchen, but get in there. Don't let it be an excuse. Don't, I don't have time for this because what do you have? All we have in life is time and your quality of your life and how much time you have is directly related to what you're putting in to your face, (laughs) your face, your ears, your eyes, right? What are you taking in? So please be conscious. You know, that's 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 my takeaway. Please be conscious because uh, eating habits can be life-changing.
2: And I would just like to say that, you know, the whole sugar issue, Christina had to drastically give up the sugar to improve her health. But the truth is the sugar is hurting all of our health. And even reducing the sugar in our lives is so huge. And I have helped hundreds and hundreds of people get off sugar, at least for a break. And Everything that Christina said is totally true. Vegetables taste totally different. It opens your eyes to what healthy, delicious food can be. So if you're thinking about doing that, I totally say go for it. At least take a little break and see how it
3: feels. All right. Now, I don't know if it's the same, Clara, but I want to give a shout out to Clara, who left us a five-star review on iTunes. (laughs) And this is what she wrote. She wrote, The information you all bring to the table is so needed. I truly look forward to your show weekly. You all share loads of great, healthy information that can be put into action and have great results thereafter. Well, Clara, you are awesome. And we do hope that you have great results. Anyone else who would like a shout out on the air, head on over to healthyviewradio.com slash you to leave a written review on iTunes. Thank you for that. And thanks for joining us for this week's Healthy View Radio. We'll be back next Thursday, live streaming at healthyviewradio.com. We'll see you then.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.